Yo, Peter. Yo, Adam. What's up? <laughs> What's up? Uh, question. <laughs> yes. What's the most important chord? Now, go. Uh, Fast. F. Quick. Oh. <laughs> Major? Minor? F. Diminished? Moo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a moo chord? Yeah, it was a moo. <laughs> the intro. They know what's going on. <laughs> I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. We've been arguing through the intro forever, That's buddy. right, man. Yeah. Are we going off the rails? We've been off the rails forever, <laughs> man. Come on. This is fun. This is fun. This is the You'll Hear a Podcast. Music yeah. advice coming at you. Yeah. yeah. Brought to you by Open Studio. I'm definitely <laughs> off the rails today, buddy. I'm so sorry. This is fun. You're just going to have to deal. Yeah. I'm, I Was that the move you played? It sounded like a cluster chord or it's a cluster a, F. It's, a, it's an Open Studio move. It's really with F on the bottom. It's really, this is really a D flat move. I should have probably played oh, that's that. That's, that's a move. They're both it's the same shape. The, take me to the yacht. I want my yacht rock. What's that one? It's oh, the that's meow. the meow. Yeah. Why is our cat sound like 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 we're we're turning a cat into gut strings? Because <laughs> I took thirty seconds and I YouTube cat sounds and that's what we got. Well, why is it killing a cat sound? It's like, it's um, like final cat sounds. <laughs> Final cat sounds? <laughs> That's so dark, man. Oh, wow. That's what it sounds like. Oh, boy. Sorry. All right. Uh, back on track. Back on track. It's <laughs> a podcast. We've got listeners here. That's right. Yeah. So this is fun because um, we have been having some fun the last couple of days. We really have. And we're going to kind of not really do a recap, but talk about, I believe, a concept that came up uh, in a course that we were recording with none other than Aaron Parks. The great Aaron Parks. The great Aaron Parks, yeah. who was in the house yeah. at Open Studio uh, these last two days doing a new course, which I believe we're going to call um, Servicing the Music. Servicing the Music. Or serving in, the Music. Serving the, servicing the Music. Like with legal papers. <laughs> that is not a diminished chord. You are ordered to... <laughs> you are ordered... Okay. Serving. If you're not on YouTube, you need to go yeah, on YouTube cut that part. Cut that part out. Cut that part out. Was just serving laughing. the Music. Serving the Music. <laughs> which I love. I love the... Um, are you in some legal problem right now? Is everything cool? <laughs> I'm having a, I'm just in a loopy mood. You know, you've been recording for a minute and you That's just right. get a little, everything just gets a little funny. Right. Did you have a funny cigarette out in the, out in the, the driveway <laughs> no, before promise. we started today? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. So serving the music, but it was a beautiful, it's a great concept. Too. It's a, amazing. And he's such a, like a thoughtful, and this musician. is coming from Aaron, the serve, but even though we talk about yeah, that too. Yeah. And he just talks, I mean, the whole course is designed to sort of shake you out of of just your habitual playing of things that you just sort of run your fingers over. And he has all these amazing techniques to do it, like the sort of rhythm technique of putting it in your body and the singing technique he has. And then on day two, Peter, he talked about his relationship with um, Barry Harris's teachings. He yep. took some master classes with Barry when he was very young, when he was like 14 or 15. Yeah. And he talks, he goes through his whole this whole story of how you know, then when he was a young musician in his early 20s, he sort of wanted to step away from that and do his own things, as most young musicians want to do. You want to sort of buck the system that, you, right. that you've just learned. And then how, as he's gotten older and a little more wise, he's kind of come back to these things and seen their value and, and their importance. The, the functional harmony ideas, things that we love to talk about around here. There's no right or wrong with this. Both are valid yeah. and both can lead to great music. They're just different stages of development. Um, he shared a great Nietzsche quote about how these different stages of, of artistic development 
uh, are very common in artistic growth and probably almost inevitable in certain degrees. But it was a really lovely, uh, lovely weekend with Aaron. And he talked about this one Barry Harris concept that I've been also talking about in some shorts and yep. I thought we could talk about today. And the title of this is The Most Important Chord? Question mark Because it's a bit cheeky. Uh, it might be the most versatile As chord. As we do. Okay. I, I don't know if the most important chord would be this, but we're talking about a diminished chord. Mm. And it's definitely one of the most useful chords that there is. It we might be the, the f- most important chord. Are we restricting chord. this to the fully diminished? The fully diminished. And we're talking about a fully diminished seventh. So, so half diminished need not apply. Well, hold your horses. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, B, D, F, and A flat is where we're going to start. And this yeah. is a stack of minor thirds, of course. Right? So this all comes from Barry Harris, this way of thinking about it. Not that you know Barry Harris invented this, but he certainly had a huge part in the ability to communicate this. And now, once you know these sounds, you can hear them anyway. So this diminished chord is very unsettled. It doesn't feel like it has a home. It doesn't feel like it wants to stay here. But it does lead beautifully to a very important chord, a tonic. Mm-hmm. A C major here, right? Subtle so much. This B, B diminished can lead beautifully into a C major. And that C major definitely feels like it wants to stay here. It is a grounded, warm place to live. And the B diminished feels, uh, you know, out of nowhere. People, composers use that chord as a, to create a feeling of uncertainty. Now, what I love to talk about with this is we're going to get into all the permutations of this, this B diminished. It, but it is important because it contains in it several, I think, what, at least... We're going to talk about 12 different chords that resolve to C major today. From this one chord, there are, there are 12 different. So let's start with the diminished itself. So yep. what this does is this gives us voice leading going to a tonic. So our B naturally wants to lead to here. Our D can lead really either to C or to E, but C is very heavy. F certainly wants to lead to E, and A flat certainly wants to lead to G. And just to be clear, some people are like, why is that certainly because of the half step? That's more of a voice. You can voice, I mean, you can, um, what do you call that? Not voice lead. Leading tone. Leading tone. You can leading tone a whole step or even beyond that, but 100%. that half step is, especially when there's in comedy, like, yeah. You know, and it's not, it's not, this is a certainty. It's not like this is the only way you can use it, but this is certainly a common way to think about it. The only thing certain is death and taxes. It's 100%. But these half step, they, they have a lot of, I like to think about it as weight. They have a lot of gravity yeah. that yep. lead you towards places, right? So our B diminished here with the B on the bottom is a great way to get to a C with a C on the bottom. But you can use different inversions. Put Peter to sleep. I can tell. No, you, look, just, you look. No. <laughs> these different inversions. So here I'm going to play some open chords. Right? Yeah. Different inversions if we put the A flat. That also leads to C. An a, a flat diminished, A flat fully diminished, it leads to C. It sounds great because of that half step movement to C with G in the bass. If we do an F diminished, which is the same notes as the B diminished, yeah. the different inversion, leads to C with E in the bass. Yeah. And beautiful voice leading was had. And D also leads to C with C in the bass, could lead to E, uh, C with E in the bass. But as you're seeing here, each one of those diminished inversions leads to a very prominent C major chord in any of the inversions. And that's how a lot of composers and arrangers use it. And how we can use it when we're playing piano. It really gets a lot of cool sounds. So that's the first four chords that resolve to C. And they resolve to different Cs with different 
sees uh, different inversions of the bass. And again, that's not a hard and fast rule either. A flat diminished can lead beautifully to a C major with C in the bass. F diminished can lead to C with C in the bass. It's not, it doesn't have to be, but those, those voice leading principles work in the bass as well. So we're a third of the way there. We're a third of the if way my there. My math but, is correct. But wait, there's more. If we take this top note, A flat, on this B diminished, and we just drop it by a half step, now we have the notes of a G dominant seven chord. Now, of course, we know that's going to sound great going to C. Never heard of it. Right? And it'll, all the inversions sound great. Pretty much the same yep. as, uh, as all the others. Uh, G7 to C over G, G7 to C. Both yep. work. But we know that. What if we took the F of this B diminished and we dropped it a half step? Mm. That's an E dominant 7 chord. Now, you might not think this, but all of the notes of E dominant 7 resolve beautifully to C major. Yeah. Of course, they resolve beautifully to C's uh, relative, relative minor. Relative minor, that's the connection, right? Right, but they resolve beautifully too to C major. And do not sleep on this one because there's some beautiful stuff to get with an E dominant 7 going to C major. Yeah. Well, I think of the... Going to F. Yeah, going up to F, but then coming back down, you know. But the voice leading is very similar to the G7 and to the B diminished. Yep. Uh, I'm doing... That's a good one. That's a good one. And then again, all of these inversions that E7 to C major. It sounds beautiful. Now we go back to our B diminished. We drop our D to D flat 7. This is classic right here. Called the tritone sub. But again, all these inversions can also lead. Don't try my tone sub. Don't try your tone sub. Beautiful. And then finally, if we go back to this B diminished and we drop the lowest note B down, B flat. That's mm -hmm. the back door right there. Back door. To C. And again, all inversions different parts yeah. of C, right? Different. Beautiful, right? And then not only that, but, you know, just as far, you can also think about this melodically, too. If you're playing a G7, any one of those dominant chords, here's E dominant, that works, works as an extension, essentially, over G7. B flat, yeah. D flat, uh, they all work as, like, you know, extensions to go to C. Ah. But they also work as like melodic devices too. I think they're great. And and the melodic uses devising is kind of the most interesting to me. So it's like five to one G7. You know, that, that triadic pair kind of playing. Is that yeah. triadic pair? Yeah. B flat E, and this is just not without even the seventh on them, just triads. So B flat G E, and was there one more? No, that was the three, right? There's four. What's the four? B flat G E and D flat. Oh, that's right. They and all then, work like yeah. that. Yeah. And then if you add in the seventh, because a lot of times people like, oh, let me use the tritone substitution or this defect. Uh, but isn't it cool if wouldn't you rather do this and not through all of them not only that but you could do this harmonically as well right if you want to do a, a if you have especially if you're playing solo piano or even if you're not but you have a lot of a lot of time on a five chord and you're just trying to get back to C like try mixing and matching yeah. these 
Check out with the root and everything. E7 to D flat. You know what I mean? They sound so good. And you'll hear arrangers, especially in some like Great American Songbook standard orchestra arrangements, a lot of a lot of this family yes. of dominance that you'll hear. Uh, Brian Wilson, love this one. The Beach Boys. Yep, B flat. Sort of reverse backdoor, but using the using them as like family's dominant. And, we'll, and you can actually mix and match the, the diminished and what we're about to talk about which is another version of this, the next four chords of this family. We're back to the B diminished. And remember, we just we just lowered each one of these tones by yeah. a half step and we got those dominant chords. If we raise our A flat up a half step, uh, here's we have the notes of the D minor six shape. Also, it could be a B half diminished, yeah. but uh, uh, Barry Harris would talk about this as a D minor six shape. You know, and remember when we lowered the A flat, what do we lower it to? G7. It was a G7, and this this D minor six is very related to it. It's like a G9. G9. Yeah. So it's very related to that. Uh, and so this, of course, this this G minor, or sorry, this this D minor six, we can use to resolve, yep. right? To and all the inversions, just like we use all the inversions to resolve, to, you know, from the diminished and from the dominant, it yep. works the same way. And beautiful voice leading. If we took the F up, B minor. Six. Six, right? And these notes, while you would never think it, resolve gorgeously to C major. Oh yeah, they really do. I was playing. I was telling Aaron Parks this actually. I used to play in this band that would play a bunch of old dance band charts, yeah, like really old arrangements. Yeah. And one arranger, I forget who it was, but he would always notate if we were like doing a five one to C. He loved the chord G major seven flat nine. And oh, I was like, that's what, what the hell is that. this G major yeah. seven flat nine? It's a B minor six yeah. over G, part of the family. You know, I part love of the that. And I hate that when people are like, no, that's this. You know, it's like, no, that's the way yeah. he it's, heard it and thought about it. You it's know? part of that family. And the voice leading checks out. The voice leading is legit. I love this B minor six to C. It's such a, a, an addictive sound when you get to it. Like, look at this here in this inversion, the G sharp. All of these, I mean, imagine this over G. Does that yeah. sound like it's some major seven flat nine? It sounds like a dominant chord. Yeah. Especially when you resolve it. Is that cool? Absolutely. All of those half steps working together. So that's with F lowered. If we look at the D in our B diminished lowered, uh, sorry, raised, A flat minor six, right? And this is pretty obvious if you know any of Barry's like six chords. If you put this over a G, it's a yeah. G seven flat nine flat 13. Right. It's A flat minor six, right? From that A flat melodic minor, and it's got shades of D flat nine. Shades of D flat nine, exactly. So kind of related to that tritone subsound. And again, all inversions go to could could easily seamlessly go to all inversions of C. Yeah. And then one more, if we raise the B up to C, that's F F minor six, which we know. You know, you put that over a G. Yeah. But but the classic, right? Like so. Again, all inversions. Uh, essentially and that goes there and so that's all from one chord a very powerful little chord called the diminished now here's where magic can happen peter is when you start working through this in different ways and you realize just like you can mix, mix and match all those dominants you can actually mix and match 
all of these and like working through it. Let's say we want to go from C major and we're eventually going to end up on C major over G. And maybe we want to use that A flat as a bass note. Maybe we do that, that, that B, right? That B minor six, but then you can start moving notes around to the other versions of this. So then maybe we do B minor six to A flat minor six. Mm. And we start mixing, or maybe we do B minor six to our B flat seven over A flat. You know what I mean? We get all these beautiful, all this voice leading can happen just by moving notes around or even just, you know, taking the diminished and practice moving one of these notes at a time, you know, this sort of sound of. So that's going, you know, this beat half diminished, D minor six, flat to the diminished. Mm -hmm. And you can do that with each one of these notes. Like you can take the D up, you take the F up, beautiful you can take more than one note and find these great voice leading opportunities it's really endless yeah and i just did a short on this actually this all of this what i just talked about i crammed into one minute and it's gonna be, i think it should be out by now but it's called uh, a lifetime of work in 60 seconds because it really is a lifetime right because we're talking about one diminished chord here well, i remember that one you were speaking at quite a clip i mean i've been talking at quite a clip right now <laughs> but it's it's you know, if if this is a little bit over your head, just be patient with it. Like, just take or just take one concept of it. Just take the diminished and all the inversions and practice your voice leading. Yeah, it's so handy for every situation to kind of understand where these things flow and to give you some ideas. Really, that's all it is. It's not. I always tell people like, this is not something that you're going to want to. I'm going to memorize all of these right. chords in every key. And this is the order with which and I'm going to use the order. Them. And this is it's, it's more a vocab, like, right? Like harmonic vocabulary. It's harmonic vocabulary. And it's really just a, a jumping off point to yeah. start exploring. Like what sounds good. Almost like conceptual vocabulary. Like it's 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 a catalog. Uh, you know, expanding your repertoire. Of, of it's really one concept, yeah. But because it's so many different permutations, once you understand the system, that's right. That um, it's really exciting for me. I mean, a lot of these I play, but not all of them. Yeah. So it's got me thinking about you know just different options with it, which is that's what that's you know. And a lot of people get caught up, I think, when they when they hear system because they're like, oh, but aren't you supposed to hear it first? This type of a system can really open up your ears because even ones that maybe don't resonate like that one doesn't resonate to me as much in that situation but i can hear other like times that i'd want to use that and that's not a shape that i go to yeah so if i go through this in different keys with this system i'm i'm forcing my hands into something new which is what it's supposed to be about like are we only going to play the things that are comfortable to us that yeah. are ergonomic because then we're i mean we might play some great stuff and if we have a good you know repertoire of, of ideas good things are going to happen, but we're not going to be expanding. Yeah. We're not going to be growing. Yeah. So, and even if you're just, like you said, even if you're just hearing this stuff, oh, you know, training is great. that's all like, you don't need to, to geek out on the theory as much as I did here. Uh, yeah, I that's for the application. It's for the, and it's really for trying to transmit it to other people, which yeah. is what, what I like to talk about. But man, just trying to get the sounds of these. And even if you, like I said, start slow and just try to get one or, or one shape or one of these shapes in one key and this world opens up. These chords are meant to sort of surround, envelop, you know, beautiful spaces. Right. So we're going to any of these, you know, we can use that voice leading to help us get there. Yeah. Love it, man. Thank you. 
Thank you for laying this down so eloquently. Thank you, Barry Harris. And tenderly. Thank you, Barry Harris. Thank you, Aaron Parks, for the great reminder of why it's so important. Thank you to the diminished gods of the sky. Thank you to, well, it's thank you to nature to make those diminished chords resonate. Thank you to mathematics. Well, I guess thanks to Isaac Newton. (laughs) We're going to really go back and Thank you, Albert Einstein. (laughs) You know, ton of people. Big shout out. Shout out. (laughs) Pythagoras, my man. (laughs) Shout out to the Enlightenment. Shout out to the dark ages. If you don't know the dark times, how do you know the light times? (laughs) Until next time. You'll hear it.